Never been the type for the prom queens I just need a little hippie chick in a mom jeans Sucker for a blind free dick, got a mom jeans, yeah Type of chick you probably find in God dreams, yeah Never been the type for the prom queens I just need a little hippie chick in a mom jeans Hello and welcome to season 4, episode 4 of Freak in the Mom Jeans Today's episode is going to be a little different But I think it deserves to be a little different Because it's a big celebration of something Um... This has actually already been announced on my Instagram, but I haven't really talked about it on this podcast at all. This has been the secret project I've been holding on to for, at this point, over two years. Um, But my poetry chapbook is coming out February 13th, this coming Sunday. And it's also my birthday. Um, On Sunday, I'm turning 24. So lots of exciting things. But yeah, oh my God, did you hear my stomach just now? That was insane. I've only had coffee and I had a bagel. Also, basil is moving around the water fountain in here. Basil! My life now is just shushing cats, which I guess would be the case if I was a parent. I'd be shushing kids. I don't know which was better. But anyway, um, so yeah, I'm 24. I'm having a poetry chat book coming out on Sunday. And um, this week's episode, <clears throat> I decided I would read a couple of those poems. Um, I could, I guess, break down what they mean. Um, I thought about doing that, but I think that not doing that is probably a lot more special, um, and I'll just let them speak for themselves, um, because it's what this poetry chapbook has done for me. Um, and yeah, and then I got the amazing opportunity to talk with um, my publisher, uh, Shasha, um, who is amazing. And they talked to me all about just putting this together and what the book means to each of us and the process, um, and the output of it. So yeah, I'll get right into, um, reading a couple of these. This is actually the poem that starts off the chat book. So I'll start there. 20. Are you comfortable in the comforter I haven't washed since my mom last reminded me? Calling about a great aunt, scholarship deadlines, counting, the silence between empty clicks and vinyl grooves, comparing it to rings and trees and how many years they've stayed in one place. Okay, (laughs) now my other cat is in here and has a bell on their collar, so... We love that too. Anyway, um, let's see. What what is the other one I want to read? Um, I think this one probably uh, feels most similar to where I am now. Siggy, what do you have to say? Huh? Huh? Okay, yeah, maybe she'll... Siggy, do you want to read a poem? Okay. Frequent Stops. Brain plasticity is lost with age. I learned that in my psychology class while thinking about the dwindling gap. Not of the synapse. The days that separate me from the separation of my soul. Making me think of a horcrux, which I couldn't find a definition for in the index. Is it too late to declare a major I know nothing about? Is it too late? Is it? Is it? The foundation of psychology 
lies partly in philosophy, yet the index went straight from perspective to Piaget. Excuse me, where do I find the philosopher's stone? Really love how Siggy chimed in there. That was really wonderful. Um, I guess this is a call and response type of poetry now. Um, okay, I'm going to read one more, um, maybe two more, because this is probably the one that I need to hear right now. It's called Wednesday's Sermon. The wind hit my back in the way you would want it to. There was no sense of urgency. It served only as a reminder. I need to go outside after this. That's what I'm telling myself. Okay. And then this one is just kind of quirky and fun. And honestly, yeah, I really like it. So I'll do this one. Bull in a vintage shop. Isn't it funny that we get off on things? Your hand getting caught in my tangled hair, the scent of weed and Colgate tucked between your teeth, washing my birth control down with whiskey. It's also funny that we get on things to get off. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, now I'm going to uh, turn it on over to me and uh, Sasha to talk about the poetry book. Recording in progress. Ooh. I love when she comes on and says that. It's like very, <laughs> it's very, very sexy, but very intimidating. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean if I find that sexy? I don't know. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be discussed later. Yeah, that's for me and my therapist to talk about. So we'll leave that. Um, oh my goodness. Well, um, welcome back to Freaking the Mom Jeans. I believe this is season four. I'm not even going to pretend to know what episode I'm recording. We're just recording. But um, I'm very happy and just yeah, very happy to have this guest on with me today. We are recording via Zoom um, because she is located in Brooklyn, New York. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, uh, my name is Shasha Leonard. Um, I am the founder and the bookmaker behind the little micropress, Thistle Milk. Thistle Milk. That's just the best name for a press, in my opinion. Thank you. Opinion. Thank you. I chose it when I was still in college. Sometimes I have doubts about it, but I think the the heart of it still stands true to the work that I'm trying to do through it to the press today. So I'm glad you like it. No, I love it. Um, and yeah, so we met, um, and just for the context of this episode too, which I'm sure I'll say before this anyway, but, um, Sasha, um, was the one who, um, published uh muted pink which is coming out on my birthday on the 13th so this Yay. is coming out a couple of days before that yes so go us <laughs> um and um I am just really so so lucky and um happy to know you and the way we met was a little bit of a roundabout way of knowing each other but also really beautiful yeah um, I was about to say I thought it was really fortuitous um yeah, that we met. We met writing about music also. So we met through writing. Yeah. Um, music writing. Um, I, I came to, well, well, I don't know. Do we want to say the name of the company or should we just leave it out? 
I think we can. Um, okay, I'm really yeah. proud of like our writing through that. Oh my Me God, too. the dogs are just. I love them. You're going to hear my cat soon. So <laughs> they're not uh, even my dogs, but yeah. Oh, it's a zoo. I wish they were my doggies. Um, no, you have a bird though. Which is, I, I do. That. He's sitting on my shoulder right now. So if you hear like little clicking, that's him being a joyous little bub. Uh, yeah. So we, we met through, um, the music, the formerly, formerly music blog, uh, the wild honey pie. I think of as if this year, they are no longer a music blog. Yeah. I think um, it's gone through many iterations, but at the time that we were at it, yes, music blog and primarily small, small blurbs, um, about, uh, for new music, mainly indie, indie artists. Um, and yeah, they did some other things too, especially when right before the pandemic, that's kind of how I got involved was right before the pandemic. And they were doing a lot of event based, um, like music discovery sessions, but it definitely became more about obviously the words when, um, when COVID was, is full swing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I got to know the founder of that music blog through my partner who is in a band who's played for his events. So that's crazy. Yeah, I know. Really, really interesting, like small world how we met, but, uh, yeah. I do feel like everyone's coming to that specific blog too was, yeah, also a very interesting way. Cause I found out about the wild honey pie through, a coworker at the ad agency that I now work for, but was interning at the time and just kept saying, you know, I want to get more involved in writing, kind of like wanted to do that at the agency, but wasn't doing it there. I was doing client service. And so mm. they, um, they said, my, uh, my friend knows this, uh, the founder of this music blog. Um, it's up in New York, which is where she was from. And she's like, I think you'd really like it. And so that's how I kind of found my way, um, there, but you and I didn't, um, uh, meet or how did we even start talking I I genuinely so I went back in slack (laughs) to like see when we started talking because it was also just like wow and and you reached out to me on um the 22nd of September in 2020 2020 yeah no this is actually (laughs) insane um because I started talking about wanting to do a poetry workshop um, oh my God, with the wild right. honey pie. And the reason I brought that, so this is kind of where the whole story of the, the poetry chat book comes is because I had decided it. And it's crazy. I actually went back to my messages with Nina who did the artwork for the, the poetry um, chat book. And so I reached out to her on September 21st, um, because I had gotten like a, I don't know. I just like had been for some reason, I can't even remember why, but revitalized of the idea of, putting out um, a poetry zine or like just a collection of poems because I'd been holding on to this collection for a while um, that I had written in 2019, 2018. Yeah. And um, I, yeah, I just started thinking, you know, I'm just going to self-publish it. Like I'd been holding on to these for so long. I kept saying I wanted to do it, but wasn't actually doing it. And so I reached out to Nina. I didn't have any artwork for it. um, And I really wanted art um, like graphic art to accompany it. And so I reached out to Nina on the 21st. And then I was also like, I just want to be writing more. So that's when I posted in the wild honey pie, like our group of writers, um, that I was interested in doing more poetry writing and doing it in a workshop setting, um, specifically with writers of the wild honey pie. And then, yeah, you reached out to me pretty much immediately. Um, because you had a a background in poetry. Um, and we started talking about 
forming uh, this workshop together. And that's kind of that same day is when I sent you um, my collection because I really just, I wanted, I knew you had a background at that point. So I was like, I would love your just eyes on it. That's um, right. That's right. I actually now remember that quite clearly. And then I read it and I was like, wow, this is going to look so good if like we could put this in a physical format. Um, and I happened to run a small press and like, uh, because it's basically just me and my best friend who will sometimes drop in to edit. Cause that's more her thing. I'm more like the, uh, I like the design and the handmaking aspect of it. Uh, I was like, this is perfect. And I have not had a project. Uh, I don't think I had not had a project, I think for like a week, sorry, uh, a year or two. And I was like, this is perfect. Um, this is like inspiring me to want to make something again, which is such a good feeling when you're inspired. I'm sure, you know, <laughs> oh yeah. When it comes, you're like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do and then everything you, right yeah, yeah. And then you forwarded me those drawings by Nina and I was like, holy hell, I can already see this in like my mind's eye. We have to do this. Yeah. The timing of it just really, I, I remember thinking at the end of 2020, when we were having that conversation, I was just like, wow, it's. I don't know. It, yeah. Everything is lining up and, um, I kind of can't believe it. Um, because yeah, you, you mentioned, you know, that you had this, this small press and I was like, Oh, like I just, you know, I, I had never thought of anyone really coming in to help me with, um, putting it together because I just, I didn't really, <laughs> I don't know. I just did, didn't really like, hadn't put in that sort of effort to try to find someone to do that. And I also kind of just didn't think that was an option for me for some reason. I was just like, oh, I'll just, I'm just going to do everything and I'll like, cause that's the way I function pretty much in life. I'm like, I'll do it all. And I'll just, you know, it's fine. And it's fine. Everything's fine. And, um, mm -hmm. and then when you, yeah, when you were so passionate about being a part of it. And then also when Nina started sending, um, she, she worked so fast and she sent like just pretty much all the drawings at once we we went back and forth on a couple of them but like for the most part they came pretty quickly and I was just like oh it's all just like it's all just kind of happening and it's um and I I agreed that like having you lay it out and also your your passion for paper <laughs> is just like I love it so much because I'm just like it's not something I ever think about until I'm holding a product and I go oh I love this you know but yeah. I'm not thinking specifically about the paper per se. Um, so having you there to push that was just like, yeah, something I had never imagined, but was such a fun part of putting this together. Yeah. The, the love for the hyperfixation, let me put it straight. The hyperfixation about paper, uh, came a little later. I started the press simply because I knew so many of my friends in college were so talented and when they were reading out loud their work, I was like, this should be like a physical thing that can be passed out. It should be a thing that could be like left somewhere that someone could pick up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, it came from a sense of like wanting to help. I feel like the being useful thing has already been always been very important to me as a person. And then as soon as I started getting down to like the nitty gritty, like the, the logistics of creating a book, a small book, the, the love for papers suddenly, I don't, it's just like burst forth. I had no idea. Like I had no idea that was in, in me until like I was in the paper store and I was like, oh, and then five hours went by, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I've got to go. I've actually got to eat dinner. But... Oh, they're, they're closing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, I haven't drank water in five hours. Um, I've just been touching paper. Um, yeah. So that's, 
that was something interesting I learned about myself through the press. <laughs> That's like one of your fun facts, like whenever. Like, yeah, it, it really people. is. And I don't think people understand it until they're like standing in the store with me and I'm like so focused. Anyway, um, oh, so I'm very okay. excited about the paper that we've picked, uh, which we don't have to get into because I understand it's a little technical, but uh, I'm very excited for you to see it and for everyone else to see it. I know. Well, that's the, that's the crazy part of this is I haven't, yeah, I haven't held it yet. And I'm mm-hmm. so excited to, it's going to be, that's going to be an insane feeling. I think um, that's the best. That's like the reason why I do this. It's like being able to give someone a physical copy of their own work. I, I, I hope it means as much to you as it means to me. Oh, I already know it will, because I, I mean, I have, um, yeah, I love, I've always loved books so much and especially, especially physical books. Um, I could never get into um, e-readers or anything else. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's, I have at this moment in time, eight books on my nightstand and then I've got a whole bookshelf in my room. And so being able to add um, mine to that is going to be really, really special um, and not something I ever, I don't know, you know, when you're younger, I guess I remember being like, I've always loved writing. And so it was always like, you know, in my ideal world, I write a book and I get to like hold it but then other things took priority in life and so that didn't seem like something that would happen and then this happened so this is really it's gonna yeah. be a full circle moment for me for sure also you know like <laughs> fuck the industrial publishing system <laughs> <laughs> who needs them <laughs> well it's also like such a rigged game you know like most of it really depends on who you know um so that you're I mean I'm sure like people know this but yeah it's just like why play by the rules of a game that you were never really invited to to begin with when you can just do it yourself I don't think there's anything wrong with self-publishing I don't think there's anything wrong with it being a little DIY a little like anarchist a little like yeah yeah I I love that (laughs) you're just supposed to fucking have fun it's your work it's your life uh you know what I mean like I feel like we do so much well, the internet being a thing, like there's, we do so much for clout and like the for weird profit. internet <laughs> scape. Yeah. yeah and that's not at all like how I want to live my life. It's not at all the kind of work I want to produce. It's not at all the kind of people I want to work with. You know, like, I feel like you and I, we both have our day jobs, but we do so many other things that fulfill us um, in a non-financial way. You know, I mean, it is a privilege to have a job that allows us to do Definitely. what we want. Um, but I'm like so sick and tired of that, you know, like not everything has to be for profit. <laughs> I know I, and I have like, I, I have a nasty habit sometimes of like, um, having things that are just mine and that I just do. And then, you know, I, I can never do, I, I find this like, and I feel like this is true of you too. I can't do anything like halfway. Like, yes, I will do things DIY and I will do things, you know, and, and the way that I need to, to get them done because I just at the end of the day, love it. But I'm also like, yeah, I'm going to like put my all into that. And so I oftentimes find that, um, my hobbies sometimes become a little bit bigger than I meant to, but I, it doesn't mean that I don't still look at them as just like my hobbies, but then I don't know if that made sense or not, but I have a hard time of just like keeping things to myself. I get, I have a sh- oversharing habit. Um, I think, <laughs> I think that makes, it's kind of like what I do. It's just like, uh, 
the passion behind it is what's most important. And sometimes I have to remind myself, like there's a balance in this world we live in where, yeah, you do have to make rent. Yeah. You do have to pay your bills, but that's not all there is to life. You know, not everything has Mm -hmm. a number sign above it in my opinion. Oh no. Oh God. I hope not. (laughs) That would be very, um, yeah, very sad if so, but yeah. yeah, And, uh, like good segue, like all the profits of this book are going to you and Nina. So yeah, yeah. I'm so you, you already paid that... Nina for her illustrations. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, here's the thing too, with when I brought Nina onto this project, like I said, this was, you know, at this point I didn't know that I was going to have, um, any sort of help with, um, publishing and printing and layout, like anything. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, yeah, I'm very thankful now that this has become like something that you're now a part of. And we, yeah, it's, it's equal parts of of all of us and then as well as please tell me the um the name of the editor too who um oh uh her her name is shelby cook shelby yes and shelby is a shelby has a um published a chat book through you as well too, yeah correct? when we were still in college it was definitely like one of the first books I made like I learned how to make with my own hands um yeah. so it's like one of those things where yeah it was more like uh it was less official <laughs> than I would say anything that I published outside of uh school but at the same time still has a lot of importance like she's such a talented poet and she is part of that world and like whoa I think someone just knocked on my door oh oh do you need to check on it? Yeah, one second. Yeah, do your thing. I'll just talk to Basil. Hey, Basil. Hey. Uh, no, sorry. It's just my landlady. Um, she chose this oh. perfect time to nail something into the wall outside. My oh, door. good. Oh my god. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> like she, I think she never does this. Um, oh my god. Oh my god. Um. Oh, wait. Oh, but what I was going to say is talking about, so Shelby, who, mm. um, yeah, ended up editing this, which was a super, yeah, last minute thing, but I am I'm so... sorry. I don't know why I didn't think about it earlier. No, um... I mean, I'm just thankful she did because she, like you, I think it was, what was that the night before that you printed it? That I was finalizing the, yeah, the, before taking it to the printer. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, she's been really busy this past year. I mean, I'm sure you understand, like, for all of us, this this last yeah. past year has just been, I don't even know where time went. Um, so I guess maybe I was, like, a little shyer about asking her. Uh, she just recently yeah. quit her job, too, and I think she's refocusing on, like, going back into a more literary world. Uh, so I was like, this is the perfect uh, opportunity for me to remind you what a talented editor you are. You are so sharp. Yeah. Uh, and some of these edits she made, like, I'm so happy you agreed with like most of them, you know? Yeah. They, I mean, I, I was like, well, cause yeah, it was like the night before, maybe two nights before. And I, when you said that, I was like, what? it was once again, one of those things where I just, I'm so used to self-editing or not even thinking that, I don't know, I'm very much a stream of consciousness type person. Like once I write it, it's just kind of like, okay, that's it. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe I'll go back and like, change line breaks a little bit or change like maybe you know even punctuation but usually the words I choose are pretty like set in the stone and so when you mentioned sending it to her I think I was like didn't even realize that was an option and also just was like oh I think a part of me was kind of nervous too because I was like you know I yeah I I know that whoever you get to read this is going to be really yeah 
amazing. And I was like, I'm just a little nervous. No. And then her edits came back and I was just like, wow. Yeah. Uh, some of them I read and I went, it, it literally just made so clear what I was trying to say, like didn't change any words or anything like that. It was like small things that made big, a big movement in the poem, but like didn't yeah. move it away from what I was trying to say. It just moved it closer, um, which was yeah, really like beautiful. In poetry, it's all about nuance, you know, because mm -hmm. it's so personal to you, but someone else reading it could mean a completely different thing. Uh, and that's the beauty of poetry. Like it allows for so much space for the actual like reader to, to yeah. put themselves in the poetry. Um, I'm thinking of that one in particular. Uh, where is it? I'm looking through the rock. Oh, is it Wednesday, uh, Wednesday sermon? Oh my gosh. Yes. Like just cutting out that one line kind of like, I was like, holy shit. Like this poem was good before. Don't get me wrong, but like really sent home that, like that feeling of like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it was the removal of lines for me for sure. And not even seeing her edit in that way. Um, as I've been writing more again, now that this is like coming out, I've just felt more space to be able to write again. And I have definitely taken that over into writing again of like, yeah, it, it is about, obviously these poems are deeply personal to me. Like they all come from a really specific time and place, mm -hmm. but um, it has been interesting um, because I have um, been having friends read them more now that, um, now that this is coming out. And it's like, I'm not in that place anymore. Um, I'm mm -hmm. in a really different place in life than when these poems were written, but I have friends now that are going through like similar instances or just things that kind of mirror back to them. Like they can see themselves in these poems now. Um, even when sometimes I can't anymore yeah. and it's like been beautiful. Yeah. And, and same with having Shelby like edited that it's like her being able to bring, you know, her eyes to it, um, was really impactful. So I'm so glad that, that that was able to happen as well. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of poetry is like the universality of, of, uh, <laughs> is universality a word? <laughs> I don't like it. We can make the, it a word. The I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Me too. I'm like, it's English. Like it's such a malleable language. We can make um, one. <laughs> The universal aspect of poetry is like what makes it so intrinsic to, to, I think, humanity. We've been writing poetry since like the very beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like anyone can pick up, like everyone knows what love is. Everyone knows what sadness is, nostalgia, heartbreak. Like all of that is like, all of that is contained in Mutic Pink. And just because it's like your own personal take doesn't mean it's any less personal to someone reading it, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense because when I read, yeah, there, I remember, I, I mean, I took a poetry class junior year of college. Like I had always, I had read, um, you know, flippantly like poetry here and there, but until that class, I hadn't like, you know, at that point, I think I bought seven or eight different poetry books that we were going to read across the semester. And in a lot of those, I found um, poems that I was just like, this is, and you know, the same, same kind of thing with, you know, music and especially lyrics for me, I would read things and be like, oh, I, j that's exactly 
I have felt that exactly, but I've never put it that way, oh but I've gosh, experienced exactly it that way. What you're talking about. Yeah. Mitsuki does that just, for me a lot. <laughs> uh, that's how the Japanese house is for me. I listen to oh, that and I go, oh. my partner loves Japanese house. <gasps> oh, Amber Bain can just bury me in the ground. Um, and I'm so fine with that. <laughs> I realized I've never asked you, like, do you have any favorite poets or books of poetry? Yeah. One of my favorites, um, poetry books is, um, uh, sex and love and, um, Bob Hickok. Um, oh yeah. No, I remember you mentioning this. Art in our one yeah, talk, no, yeah, no, no, no. But yeah, that's just the one to me that like, and there are, there are many other, um, authors or sometimes it's just like, I will flip through random poetry books sometimes. And it's not necessarily, you know, it's not about the author sometimes, which is, um, you know, like I have a lot more reading and studying to do and just enjoying things in general. But That's that key. book in particular was like, just really hit me because it's so um, graphic, but like, it's so beautiful. And the words um, are, are words that you would never think to like, say are beautiful, but he made them beautiful. And I was just like, oh, okay. That's yeah. That's something I want to try to do um which I like definitely there are hints of inspiration everywhere within Muted Pink from different authors um and writers um and and I <laughs> I think I did a uh, like I I didn't end up imitating any of them because I would have done a terrible job of that it kind of just ended up becoming its own thing that was my voice um mm -hmm. but that that sex and love end in particular is definitely one that I constantly refer to because I think that's and same with like the writing even of the Japanese house like as a as a lyricist is someone I would look to when writing poetry too um because it is so poetic mm. um but yeah that's me what what is what do you turn to or what's one that stands out for you either a book or a poet oh man um I like kind of fell in love with poetry in high school because I was in a dual language school and kind of sucked at the literature part. <laughs> uh, but then poetry kind of transcended that. And it was like the first time that literature like really fucking clicked. I've, I'd always like books, you know, but I'm talking yeah. about like when you're being asked to read like uh, a tale of two cities or, you know, mm -hmm. some kind of like old archaic yeah. thing that you're like why do why do I even care um and like what so, is the deeper meaning that I'm supposed to find in this yeah exactly um and we were assigned poetry poet poetry we were assigned poetry, poetry as well as um like longer pieces of novels or whatever yeah. and um some of those I mean so I went to like a, a French school uh one mm -hmm. of my classes was in English and it was literature that was fine I liked American literature we read all the stuff that I think you would have read here in the U.S. but um the French stuff was like old like Baudelaire, Berlin oh. you know all this stuff that I was like oh god and then when I started reading it I was like wait fuck this transcends uh yeah. the fact that like it was written by a dude in like the 18th century <laughs> you know what I mean yeah and that yeah. got me really into it. Uh, and then since then, I've just like tried to consume as many different kinds of poetry as possible. I like more contemporary, obviously lyrical poetry. I would say that in uh, in college, I fell in love with this poet named Ariana Raines, and she wrote a book called uh, a little book of poetry called Cœur de Lyon, which is like the first time I'd ever read prose poetry that de dealt with um, like 
almost graphic sexuality stuff. Uh, and I came from a very like conservative, kind of like you conservative background yeah. um, where you're like, wow, this is allowed and it can be so beautiful <laughs> like, and so oh, vile. I can, yeah. I can read this and like not feel shame, but instead feel like, yeah, that it's, yeah. That it's, it's like beautiful. a dark secret that you're finally like, oh shit everyone feels this way or other people feel this way. And I didn't know, I thought I was just like shameful this entire time. You know what I mean? When in fact, it's so so human. (laughs) It's so human and it's so important. Yeah. I definitely, there's, there's so much to read out. And I think I've gotten, I mean, like I said, I've always loved to read. Um, and I think for a time as, as most, I won't say all, but most people do, especially when you go to school, you kind of lose, or at least I did lose that passion for reading because it became something that was mandatory. And it was Mm. things that I couldn't always, you know, relate to or see myself in, or, you know, not that you have to see yourself in everything that you read, but it just, it, none of it really connected. Um, or it did, but it still felt forced because it was an assignment. And now also um, like, you just like, don't know yourself at that age, you know, and you're like, a lot of things are being forced down your throat and for something to stick is like, Oh, that's the shit I need to pay attention to. I distinctly remember reading, um, Frankenstein and I think it was like, I think that was, maybe it was beginning of high school or maybe end of probably beginning of high school, I would guess. But I remember reading that and thinking, and I remember everyone complaining about reading it and saying, this is so boring or, you know, I, I don't want to read this. I don't want to take the quiz tomorrow. And I remember thinking, oh, I like, I outlined a section of this book that I was like, read this at my funeral. I was like, this is gorgeous. Um, and yeah, I think, yeah, finding the things same with, I mean, the poetry class ended up, obviously that was something I was really passionate about. I was older and like knew what I, wanted to invest time in and study and enjoy and so many of those books that we read I ended up feeling that way about and I was like oh okay yeah I'm getting closer to the things that you know I yeah I just know myself more and I know what I enjoy but I still you know have a lot of things I've yet to um, discover that I enjoy so I think being in a time now of enjoying reading again and um, just taking in all forms um, of poetry, of like long form, whatever it is, that's kind of where I'm at again, which is a really beautiful place to be in, I think. Yeah. And poetry is like such an open, free form that, I mean, in in a lot of cases, not all of them, that like, it's a perfect avenue for you to learn about yourself, what you like. It's kind of perfect for that, if that makes sense. No, yeah, it is. And it feels so, because a lot of it is you know, you can obviously read a a full book of poetry, um, which is obviously longer form in the fact that there are many there, but at the same time, each one is its own short story or capturing of something, a feeling, a moment. And so it feels less intimidating um, for sure. I think obviously there are many forms of it and there's ones that are written in old English. I mean, you can find anything, you know, so but I think for me, it always felt like, oh, okay, like this is a always a nice thing to come back to and feel like, yeah, I don't know if that made any sense either, but. No, really it totally did. did. Yeah. And what's great is like, like you were saying, you wrote it in 2019 and what is 2022 <laughs> now. And, yeah. and those feelings, like you're in a very different place, but you can look back and like realize the intrinsic value that that like has to like as an example of your growth, if that makes sense. 
Yeah. Um, and so then other people like your friends are reading your, your poetry and they're, be, they're like, wow, I, I feel that way right now. And that's like, that's going to be for the rest of time, you know, not just your poetry, but poetry in general. And that's, that's awesome. It's awesome that we get to like make something and contribute to that. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And yeah, I, I'm so excited. Beck. <laughs> I'm so excited too. And I like, I don't know. I have, because especially when we um had Shelby edit, I was just, I mean, especially in the last few weeks, like a couple of months, I've just been reading it a lot again, because I kind of set it on a, on a shelf um, mm-hmm. for a while. Um, and so coming back to it, I was just like, yeah, like I said, I'm in a very different place when it comes to sexuality, gender expression. But at the same time, like all of those experiences that I wrote about, because a lot of those are like from like memory of childhood. Um, some of them are, you know, from a first love, um, from a first heartbreak, like, uh, you know, leaving, leaving behind a lot of things, but also embracing a lot of new things. Um, it's been really beautiful to go back and read those and be like, I, like I put, have come so far. Yeah. And I put those like poems on a shelf, but I also put a lot of those feelings on a shelf too, because I was like, oh, I've like removed, I'm removed from that now. And it's like, and it, yeah, I mean, I've grown for sure, but I'm not removed from them. They'll, they're still part of me. And, yeah. and so I remember them all so vividly mm-hmm. upon reading them again. And I'm like, oh, and I had a lot of friends, like I said, going through like really intense heartbreaks. Um, It's been, I don't know, I think it's something with the moon and the I don't know what's happening but (laughs) lots of lots of shit going down and so to like feel reconnected to those memories has made it like because I have been single for two years it's made it easier to um you know speak to them and at least you know um empathize in some way yeah Um, a lot of time for reflection and like a removal from that moment for sure yeah Um, Can I just say what I love about uh, Muted Pink, even though it's full of like, like you're saying this, these growing pains, this heartbreak, like you can feel it in the poetry, even though the poetry is like shorthand, like it's just very condensed in its form, but like delivers all the feeling and impact the same way as like, you know, I feel like I read a little bit of a novel. I know you so much better through this like book of poems. Um, What I love is that you don't like shit on anyone that you're heartbroken about. (laughs) Um, it's such a, it's such a, like an empathetic, like, I don't know, you know, there's a lot to be said about taking the high road. I'm sure people were hurt. I'm sure you were hurt. I'm sure whoever, you know, is, are in these poems were hurt, but this is like exactly what you want to leave with. You know, you want to like close the door on something without the anger. And this is what that feels like. There's no door slamming here. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah. I mean, that is what I always hope or always want out of any relationship. Like, cause I do talk about, um, family in this. I talk about, yeah, uh, that major heartbreak between that person about, you know, I, I don't think I touch on it a lot in this one, but like, I lost a lot of friendships at that time too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of gained them all back after that heartbreak, which that was a big reason for losing a lot of those friendships. Um, but I, yeah, I never like at the end of the day, I can only tell my experience and the things that 
I learned or gained or like lost, you know, but I, you know, I never would want to leave behind a, a sour taste to someone else because the thing is that person that I'm writing about or like the experience I had with them, like they don't exist anymore. Like they've become, well, maybe they do, but I doubt it. I'm sure that they've grown to become someone else or at least some altered version of themselves. So right. for me to hold on to villainizing a portion that I only knew for a year is like, yeah, I don't know, not fair <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> like, That's like incredibly mature and like very insightful of you. I think, I think a lot of people struggle with like the humanity of other people because of heartbreak. It becomes very easy to make something very like one dimensional, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's easy to make it personal. And I mean, at the end of the day, it is personal. Like, it's the most sure. personal thing. Um, and I still like, all of that to say, like, I still get angry. And like, I, I was talking to someone recently about, um, I think when things initially end, like, especially when things initially ended with that person, but then it kept going back and forth, which is why it got really tumultuous. But I, um, and with any major heartbreak I've had, it's like, uh, I think it's so okay. And sometimes necessary, necessary to feel very angry, um, at that person or the situation or whatever it is you need to feel mm -hmm. angry at. Sometimes you can't feel angry at the person because you just love them still. Um, but nothing wrong with anger. Anger yeah, is very healthy, wrong, very normal. Exactly. Yeah. And it then just matters I, what you do with that anger. Exactly. And it's so funny because I do have a podcast episode that's like, um, I don't remember what episode it is, but it's like the one where I'm super over dramatic. Oh no. <laughs> and it's I mean, so, you know. <laughs> and you know, but it's like I I've gone back and listened to it and I literally call not this person, this poetry is a brown, but like I called them like my antichrist or something. Like I was so like that's why I was over dramatic. But I mean, that's kind of what I needed to feel isn't at the time to let the, go. Isn't there like a Kishibashi lyric about that? I'm sh probably I'm the that. antichrist to you anyway sorry <laughs> no that would line up though and I mean I I felt that angry at that time but but then I became further removed from like my ego being broken and then I was like oh <laughs> you know like there was a lot going on there like sure to pin it all on one person is giving them way too much power um yeah and, that's a good you point. know but I don't know it's it's taken a long time to get to that um viewpoints and I think you know I am so thankful um I like definitely still identify with being a woman and I love like you know that's a big portion of this book too is just embracing parts of myself that like sometimes I don't fully connect with, but at times I do, like, I think that's still present in this book, even though I think at the time I didn't really know that was something that I was dealing with. Um, and I don't know, it's just, I am so thankful to have this, these pieces of memories to look back on and same with the podcast, same with anything that's been a way I've been able to express myself and my thoughts, um, has been really beneficial so yeah gender <laughs> is like <laughs> gender is like a very interesting like subtext to this um like little chapbook of poetry uh that is not really spoken about explicitly which I appreciated as well uh well I it's feel because like I didn't even know that that was some I it's funny because I wrote those poems and I read them now and I have a much different right you're um, like oh context I know what to that them. Is. <laughs> but I'm like but at the time it was definitely just like I, I don't I I, I truly was just like thinking about things that I, I was writing about things that I was, I was feeling, but yeah, I couldn't 
couldn't fully express. So now it's like, now I read this expression of them. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Why I was feeling those things. <laughs> so much sense. Uh, yeah. Shelby um, actually recently sent me something of my old work, uh, like for one from 2014. Oh my, oh my God. Oh my it God. sucks so hard. It's like reading, like, I don't know her. I don't know who she is. You know what I mean? <laughs> like who's that girl? I never met her before. I... Yeah. But like, I'm reading stuff. And I'm like, this makes so much sense now. Like I've been on my own, like uh, gender discovery in the past, like yeah. two years since we've met. And like, I don't identify as a woman. And um, like, yeah. I just realized like, this entire time my entire life it makes so much more sense like everything I've I don't know like got like experienced and gone through the way of process mm -hmm. stuff like I was trying to process it through a lens that wasn't mine and it made me feel very strange and uh yeah. alien like for a long time and now that I don't do that anymore I have such an appreciation for for everything a lot more than I ever have before <laughs> dude I... especially like old versions of yourself you know you kind of like look at her yeah. and, and you're like oh I just wish I could tell her like no worries mm -hmm. like chin up it's you'll figure it out you're gonna get there it's you're gonna, gonna get be there. a little rocky at times but you're gonna get that no it's so I it's so funny you bring that up well not funny but like really beautiful that you bring that up because I was just there was like a we had a meeting at work the other day about um we have um this courage collective is the the name of of the collective mm. that came in but they do um de and i training so diversity equity and inclusion training and mm. they came in and spoke to us and they were talking about um becoming what is it i'm gonna butcher it too but becoming a martian to um understand or to connect with aliens and I was like, <laughs> whoa, 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 we got a lot to unpack here. But they were talking about a lot about um, there are so many parts of ourselves that are alien to us until we discover them. Mm. And then when we do and we know what to attribute them to or know how to like, yeah, start to understand ourselves, they become Martian because Martian, you know, like Martian is from Mars. Like you have a home to attribute it to. Oh my gosh. And so yeah, it there I when I say I was writing everything down, I was just writing everything down. And so they were talking about that and so once you um become familiar with the alien parts of yourself and become a Martian, you then have so much more um empathy and understanding of of those that are alien to you um because we so, all have people who are alien to us oh absolutely yeah, yeah. exactly exactly what I'm, like it just has given me so much more appreciation I don't know like especially in the way like in this country the way it is right now like the bipartisan arguments the craziness yeah. happening between like non-vaccinated people and vaccinated people like it's very simple to dismiss someone as like stupid or yeah. dumb and then like once you recognize like the humanity and the empathy in yourself and in other people, it's like, it's not as easy to just be like, well, they're stupid, you know? Yeah. Um, even people I really don't like, uh, I don't hate them. I find it really hard to hate now. <laughs> I, I cannot, which sometimes I like see people hating people and I'm like, I feel like part of that has got to feel pretty nice. Like, I think like, there's a sense of self-preservation there that I completely understand. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing, but also sometimes a frustrating thing to be able to um, have empathy and to yeah, and to seek to understand. Oh um, my God, that's the word. Yeah, like instead of I just seek to understand to the point where it's like this isn't healthy. You can just I, not think about it. <laughs> <laughs> the 
that's you how know? I feel about letting go of people. I yes. can't let go. I can't people. let go either. Um, Beck, no, I can't either. <laughs> I know. And that's why, no, that was truly, there, there's a poem um, about, um, it's tightrope telling me how to feel. I truly was just like letting go of people is not something that I have been able to do. Um, and I'm still working through if that's yeah to what point is that healthy or unhealthy or like how how do I start to let go but I I do think I don't know it's it's I think it's our best and worst trait I think I I totally agree Um, it would save me so much strife if I could just be like I don't know some of those boss people who are like I'm cutting them out and never think about them again you know what I mean don't know how people do that um I think it happens over I think we're just not Um, I think at least I'll speak for myself. I am not quick about it. I do look back now and realize that there are people who, um, even if they are still kind of there, they're not there in the way that like, I thought I would never let go of them in that way. And so I, I think maybe we're, at least I'm just like slower about it. I think I'm giving myself the space to be slow about letting go of people. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and then, yeah, I'm so young still, who knows they'll be gone. Maybe they'll be gone in 10 years. Maybe they won't. And maybe they'll, that's a good thing is they'll be a different person 10 years from now anyway. So, um, um, this is like a very common uh, like subject, but like, it's the idea that like the people that you let go of become like little ghosts or who die, you know, yeah. like they, they live on inside of you. And I think the one thing that helps me cope with letting go, uh, whether it's like with death or breakup or whatever, is that I've learned something from my time with them. And I kind of never, I'm okay with them, like living on in my life, like in my personality, yeah. in, in who I am. And that part I think is okay. It's the, the invasive thoughts are always like, oh, I can't wait to be done with these invasive thoughts. <laughs> yeah. You're like, when do those go? When do yeah, those, when those, do those leave us? They can go. <laughs> no. And I like, I, yeah, I mean, I definitely have taken on many traits from past people in my life. The things that I admired in them and then, mm-hmm. you know, had, had to let go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Habits, yeah. passions that they had and that they introduced me to. And what's your sign back? Um, I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. You're a Capricorn. I think we, yeah, we've talked about it. I think. But what's your moon? Virgo. Okay. There it is. This is what it I'm, is. I'm a uh, Virgo. You've got earth sign in you. Um, I'm a Scorpio moon. So yeah, take that, that as you will. But, I, that makes so much sense to me. But too. this explains why we vibe. My partner is Virgo moon as well. And I love <sighs> to see that part come out. Uh. <laughs> Dude, I recently just met someone who is a um, Aquarius and then Virgo, um, moon and rising, which is, or I'm Virgo is my both, um, rising and moon for me. Oh, and so we met and dude, this is like the craziest shit. They literally, um, are, um, bisexual redheaded. We both get our hair dyed by the same person actually. So it's like the same shade of red. We both, um, dated the same person. Stop. they live in New York, actually. Oh my God, I should connect to Wait, both. You absolutely shut up. Are you serious? Yeah, they you we are the same person. You have the same hair color. You're, mm-hmm. You both share the same sexuality. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. We obviously- <laughs> it's very odd. And oh they God, live- Pass me the info. Yeah, they live in New York and I'm here, but I think I'm going to I'm gonna come up and visit them actually and stay with them. We like have never met in person. We've only met online. Um <gasps> Love and that. that is so, so Tumblr era, like 2014. I, I know it really is. It feels so fake. I'm like, where's our, where's our movie deal? Like, I'm like, <laughs> 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 um, 
but yeah. um but yeah oh my gosh so we'll all have to hang out I'll come and oh my god I can't wait to meet you in real life that's another fun fact we have never met We've in never real met. life we were I was meant to I was gonna drop off the prototype which by the way still hasn't arrived am I no it's never coming so dude it must have gotten that's so fucked I know I, really and annoying. I know my mailman and I talked to him and he was like I've looked in other mailboxes that are 620 and he you know this me. happened to me with the last chat book I should have fucking learned I slipped some of the early pre-orders which I will not be doing with uh muted pink oh. uh I, I slipped them into the um, the box like I did and three of them never were delivered but they were all <gasps> going to Brooklyn so I could have just fucking you, given like- it to <laughs> And they, they were never recovered. They never got sent back to me, so like, fucked. you know, returned to sender. Yeah. And so this must've been what I just, I also live in a um, kind of like an underserviced area. Cause it's very industrial. I live in Red yeah. Hook. So, uh, that post office, probably not the best. Um, when I send out muted pink, I will make sure that they're scanned in, not just dropped off. If that makes sense. Well, I know. And I talked to the mailman here and I was like, I was like, so what do you think? It's been like a week. Like, do we think this is coming? He was and like, he, honey, New York is a trash fire. He was like, honey. <laughs> He was so nice. I love Josh. He's the best mailman. But he goes, Aww. um, he goes, hey, like I he was like, Do you know if they scanned it in? And I was like, I don't think so. I feel like they just dropped it in a, I did, like, I a did. drop off. And rookie fucking mistake. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, Well, he said if it was bigger than just an envelope, then it, he was like, it probably is not gonna happen. And I said, Oh, I said, Well, all right. <laughs> okay that's but I honestly crazy like it I've had I honestly success. like it better this way though no I believe you but I like it better this way honestly that the first like time I'm gonna see it is when it's just like done um Aww. and get to hold it and you're gonna and, open it I and there's fully, just gonna be like 40 like, copies in a box oh I know I'm that's gonna be insane we should do an uh, unboxing video <laughs> oh my god yeah me not on youtube i the one i tried to put this podcast on youtube like two times and i it's a quickly realized beast. i'm not that i can't be that um but i know what i'm not <laughs> and a youtuber i'm not um but i'm no i'm so excited to get it which also i'm going to quickly shout out the fact that I'm and I'm so sad that I'm gonna shout it out and you can't be there um but I am on the 13th on that's my birthday and also the release date of um Muted Pink gonna have a a small event um to um celebrate the release and I'll have a few copies to sell there and yeah I'm so excited um just the timing of everything is crazy but uh, (sighs) it is I mean it's just been a crazy world for the past few years so I'm really happy that we can have like our small amount of like accomplishment and happiness through this chat book uh great job great job (laughs) no great job to you I mean we I am just truly thankful for every everyone who's been involved in like being able to get this to a place where it can yeah yeah we should I mean definite shout out to Nina for these gorgeous illustrations um they're just like how did you uh, meet or how did you get to know Nina I so the so the on the 21st of September I posted on my Instagram story and I was believed that I was self-publishing this and so I was looking for um an artist um and I I have a few artist friends in town but I just it like their timing and projects weren't lining up with um, this project. And I was like, you know, I feel like I want to work with someone just different that I don't know. And so I ended up posting on my story. And I was just like, if anybody knows of any artists that um, would be interested in working on 
I don't even know if I said what it was. I think it just said I'm looking for graphic artists, which was mm-hmm. a bold claim. And um, the, someone responded who I've never met who lives in, I believe, Toronto, who's friends with like another artist that I've like music artist that I know they're in a band. And they responded and this guy was like, uh, Nina, um, and sent me their Instagram and said, I think Nina would do an amazing job on whatever it is you're working on. And that's right. And Nina's done a lot of work for musicians in general. Yeah. Nina has done a lot of music work, but I looked at her page and she had done a lot of like projects recently that I was very impressed by. And I was just like, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of a reach for me to get this artist. And I was also knew that my budget was very small. So I was like, I just, I don't know. So, but I ended up like blindly uh, reaching out because um, he, he didn't know her personally either. Um, Cause I was like, can you connect us? And he was like, I don't know her. I just thought that you might like her. And so I reached out and I sent her a message just saying like, would you at all be interested in this? I have a small budget. Um, it's a poetry book. And she was like, uh, pretty much immediately responded and gave her email and said to send it over. And so I sent it over, sent her the budget and she's like, I'm in. And I said, Oh, <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> and then I, and then I heard from you the next day. So that all happened. Oh my gosh. Days. It was meant to be like big shout out to Nina. I don't think the finished product would, I mean, definitely wouldn't be the same without like oh. the quality of her work matching your, you know, it's just like so good. I'm so glad it was like the three of us making something sick, you know? I am so, so thankful. I felt like just, I don't know. Yeah. I felt so supported and like someone else was seeing other people that I respected was seeing value in something. Not, it's not even about value, but just like saw what I saw or yeah. saw their version of what it similar was. Similar vision. Yeah, yeah. Similar. Like if we're doing it, we're doing it well. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Cause and it's, that's what it for is. me, like, yeah. isn't our work an extension of like who we are, you know, I can't put shitty mm-hmm. things out into the world because I nope. feel like that's an extension of me and I don't want shitty things. I don't want to be shitty. <laughs> no, I don't want to be shitty. And I want to make sure that what I'm saying or doing is what I mean like because yes. I take it really seriously like yeah. I like serious about it but also having fun with it I think like the balance of those things two things is really important so um, important yeah intention and, so I, and getting your endorphins where you can <laughs> truly no literally this this project has been the thing that has given me so much joy over the the past yeah like two years of just like yeah figuring it out together and doing it together um, because I know if I was doing it alone, I would, it would be more stressful than it would have been just a project that I was working on with other people. Like, uh, so I'm glad that this isn't something I, I had to do alone. Um, I yeah. got to do it with other people. Yeah. So. And now like we have like a friendship through this book. Like <gasps> we, know. yeah, I don't know. It's great. This is part of like doing the self-publishing thing, the small press thing is about the community. It's the people you get to work with. It's the conversations you get to have. It's like the work that would never be in the world if you all didn't like sit down together and be like, this is worth it. Let's, let's make it happen. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm so so happy we met. I'm me too. I'm so thankful for it. And then one day, yes, we will meet meet in person. (laughs) Right. I'm so happy we met in life, but I guess like not IRL yet. (laughs) I know we'll get there. I'm, I really am trying to travel a lot more this year. So I'm definitely going to come back to New York. Um, and would love to see you or you come yeah back. whatever happens first hit me up I'm here I'm, I'm here I'm just out I think I said to someone the other day I said <laughs> um because my calendar is really gross and looks like oh, so much but I was also like I'm 
always, I'm, I'm busy, but I'm always around and being busy doesn't mean that those things don't happen with other people. Like I, I prefer to live my life around other people as, as much as I can. So I know that us meeting will, will happen. Oh, um, I don't also just, doubt it at all. It'll happen when it happens. And when it does, it'll be fucking fabulous. It'll be perfect. Yeah. It'll yeah. be whatever it is. It'll be great. Um, yeah. so we'll get no, really I'm drunk so... probably. <laughs> and then no, we will. Uh, oh, uh, that's 10 out of 10. Uh, except I don't really, I don't cry that much. So maybe you cry and I'll, I'll definitely just... cry. I reach a moment when I'm drunk where I cry about like anything, if it's sad, if it's happy, I'm just like, it just comes spilling out of me. That's probably the I water Scorpio that. moon happening, but, um, oh my don't, God. don't tell anyone one except for everybody okay, listening I won't, yeah I won't <laughs> we won't tell it's it stays here it stays here I, I don't think uh, it's any secret that Capricorns <laughs> are like the biggest softies on the inside we're so fucked, isn't like man. aren't can, aren't cancers supposed to be like the big criers or something or did I make that up they are they're actually Capricorn sister signs so yeah oh, okay it's um, all adding up now it is it is Jeez. I feel like Aquarius is like we front like we are cynics and then we're really like so romantic so I think your sister sign is Gemini, which honestly <gasps> tracks. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. My sister is a, um, is a Gemini, like all, her three, her big three are all Gemini. No, she's a triple Gemini. Yeah. Isn't that best terrifying? of luck. Best of no, luck. No, she's, we love her. She's the best, but also we're a little scared of her. Um, I would so, but, be, I mean like no shame. I don't think there's any one bad sign. I think no, some, there's some not. of us they have, have, some of us have <laughs> definite like charts you know what I mean like the charts that, are that wild <laughs> that tracks and that charts um yeah, yeah. so charts yeah. <laughs> it's like that it's like charts sorry goodbye <laughs> I think that's exactly where we ended actually perfect <laughs> I love and it that, I love it and that means everything to me but oh my oh, gosh and that concludes so, and that concludes this episode oh my god I am so excited and happy that you could join me and talk about this and yeah so just thank you for everything and thank you I'm so happy about all of this uh it's been a real honor to work with you you are such a nice person you are so kind you've been very like understanding about the whole process and I just find you to be like I don't know I, I feel like if we had known each other in person nothing to do with the book like we'd be friends regardless uh, you know oh a thousand percent and we are so and I'm very we are for that. me too oh my Thank god you this back. episode is so sappy it's, i love it's so it gr- it's so cringe let's just i'm just gonna- recording stopped well i never been the type for the prom queens i just need a little hippie chick and a mom jeans sucker for a blind freak dick got a mom jeans yeah type of chick you probably find in god dreams yeah never been the type for the prom queens i just need a little hippie chick and a mom